Jesus, another small cigarette. God never shot a gun. Mary, mother, never left her love for the cold California sun. Morning. How's everyone doing? Happy Monday, August 10th. My cousin Caroline, my cousin AJ's birthday. Happy birthday to them. Should probably text them. We got Josh, Norm, the other Josh. Don't forget the intro. Troy, Rob, Detroit, Dabber, Abe, what's up? Kevin Klein, Jacquees, Davy Jones in the YouTube chat. Uh, who else? We got in Periscope. We got T. Miller. He joined early. Kyle's here. Someone else just joined. Facebook, Todd Father, Aaron Ray Barber, B. Mats, Sergio. Everyone's coming in as I choke on my own words. Morning. Looking spiffy, says Spirit29. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. All right, Josh, don't forget the intro. Osborne, still got you. Welcome to the morning show. My name is Jimmy. This is a show tailored to no one. I find it odd that we get as many views on it as we do. It's very exciting. Um, someone said that it's not working on YouTube, but the YouTube chat's here. Am I not working for you guys? Seems like it's working on YouTube just fine. Um Morning show, bite-sized bits of everything that I enjoy. American towns and their history, uh, random baseball players and their story, and then some books, some music. We have, so the way it's just random every day, we just, my producer Luke just, I have a list every day, random town, random baseball player. Today's town is kind of crazy. It's like we just stumbled upon a, a random-ass town that has a really fun history. Good morning from the South Bronx. Good morning. I'm in the Bronx. Uh, definitely South Bronx by the Yankee Stadium. Is that South Bronx? Was that West Bronx? Southwest Bronx? Grand Concourse area? I don't know. Um, something in my teeth. It's going to bother me, but kind of gross to get it out on live. Anyway, coming to you live from the Roosevelt Studios here in the Bronx. What's up, everybody? We got so much coming out on John Boy Media. We got Talking Yanks is out. Re, uh, series recap from the Rays set. Um, John Boy and Jake TV has a watching baggage today. That's pretty fun. Talking Giants, talking Nets. Big week for the Nets, just crushing the bubble. Talking Baseball will be live at 10 o'clock for patrons and then out available for everyone after that. A little scarabadoo. Talking Sports, Pinstripe Strong. And Wake and Jake will be on as soon as I'm done here on the main channel. A lot going on. It's actually a light week. We're excited. It's a light week here because the Yankees have two off days. And uh, and we recorded uh, all the Talking Baseball interviews last week. So it's exciting to have a light week. And some some big interviews. Definitely the biggest, the biggest interviews we've ever done on Talking Baseball for their own category, in a way. No players. Interesting. It's tomorrow, so I don't want to get everyone too excited. But we already told the Talking Yanks crowd, so it's already out there. We interviewed Rob Lowe. 
easily the most famous guy, Rob and his son, Matthew, uh, easily the most famous person we've ever interviewed. And, uh, I mean, I don't think we sing, asked him a single question about his career or anything. It's just about the Dodgers. But that comes out tomorrow. So, anyway, I'm excited to have a light, a light week because last week was crazy. Welcome to the morning show. Let's just get started. Uh, that was Hey Marseille, the band. I like them. I don't know if they're doing anything. I don't like the spelling of their their band name because I can't say it. It's just Marseille. But it's spelled like it's Marseille or I don't know. It's a different language. Not really. The town today is Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. It's 101 degrees and mostly sunny. So if you're there, that sucks. 101 degrees. Boo. Boo. That's way too hot. Truth or Consequences has a crazy history. Nuts history. So first, this is what it looks like. This is how we always do it. Bam. There you go. Kind of long and skinny. And section there. It was Elephant Butt Dam or whatever is what it was built off of. Tons of hot springs. It used to be called Hot Springs. More on that later. Looks like this is the downtown area. Not bad. Some springs over there. Truth or Consequences Hotel. This looks like the Truth or Consequences Airport up there. And that's just a bunch of nothing land that they... I'm guessing they just claimed that because they wanted the airport, so they claimed this tiny little strip here. But this is the actual town area. Man, this place was called Hot Springs. We got a bunch of flyovers. Here's a most recent flyover, and then we got a flyover from the 2007, and we got a flyover from the 50s. Really cool history. Uh, did not begin until the construction of the Elephant Butte Dam and Reservoir in 1912 and 1916, the town was incorporated and it was named Hot Springs. By the late 1930s, Hot Springs was filled with 40 different natural hot spring spas, one spa for every 75 residents at the time. So just Hot Springs galore. Hot Springs galore. And then comes the crazy history when it changed its name. In March of 1950, Ralph Edwards the host of the popular quiz show Truth or Consequences announced that he would air the program on its 10th anniversary for the fir- from the first town that renamed itself after the show. Hot Springs officially changed its name on March 31st, 1950, and the program was broadcast from there the following evening. Here's a little flower from 2007 to change the view a little bit which I don't know why we have this, but there's the high school. This is from 2007, this flyover, and it looks like it's from 1991. I mean, 2007 is the year I graduated high school. And this makes me feel like I lived in a past era. Just terrible quality. Golf course. Anyway, so that story's crazy. We have footage of the first show that ever happened when they changed their name. And you know how I love natural resources. Well, this town's natural resource was clearly the hot springs, right? And the and the the river. But the hot springs went away. I don't know if on purpose or went away, but now there's only like a handful left and there were there were 40 at one point. But 
Edwards visited the town during the first weekend of May, and for the next 50 years, the host of the show visited when they changed name. The they the they have an event called Fiesta, and it's their celebration. They have a beauty contest, a parade, a stage show, and you know I've been doing festivals in these small towns and how they drum up these festivals of their natural resource, be it cherries or peanuts or wine or honey. And this town, they decided to change their name in 1950, and for 50 years they've still been making money off that change by having this celebration in its honor. It's kind of a smart move by the town. All right, ready? Here we go. This is the first fiesta in 1950. So the host of the game show comes here, and they put on this whole skit. Get to the skit part. Yeah, I'll skip it. They had to change a lot of signs. All right, so that's the host of the show. He's got his hands up, and all the sheriffs are pointing their guns at him. I wonder if those are like their real guns. Safeties are probably on. And then they disrobe him. This is kind of a funny line, and they they put him in a sheriff outfit. <laughs> Look what happened to me. And now he's the sheriff of Truth or Consequences. This is the first ever show. And now this town is still called Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Was once Hot Springs. Oh, there's a song? Wow. What a what a jam. Marching band, little parade in town. What a song. Alright. Well, yeah, yeah. So this is the beauty pageant, 1950s, the first ever fiesta. I guess they do this every year. I wonder if we can find a recent one. What is that? What was that float? Naked guys? What is this float? It look like naked guys with cardboard around them? Are they in cigarette boxes? What the hell is this float? D-U-Z-L-U-Z? I'm going to run back the footage and someone in the comments tell me what the hell this float is. They got on, I think, cigarette. I think they're wearing giant cigarette 
cartridges that say D-U-Z does. Is that a cigarette brand? I don't know. It's probably it's choppier for you guys. Oh, look at that. Is that the football team? <laughs> <laughs> the nineteen, no, uh, the nineteen fifties parade. Uh, hold on, playback speed. Let me just slow it down for you guys. Maybe that'll be easier. Um, I think so. We have guys wearing cigarette boxes, uh, cartons naked underneath, and then congratulations from the land of the. I think this is a Native American or Native float. And then, and then look at this football player posted up. Look at those helmets. Those helmets look like the, the big old helmet in Spaceballs that doesn't fit his head properly. What is that helmet? I believe this is the football team. Truth or Consequences football team. What's their high school mascot? Okay, they, they, they have a referee on the football float. I think that's a ref. They have a ref on the float. Why would you ever do that? Not a, instead of like a coach. Uh, what's this sign say? Okay, turns out I'm more interested in the 1950s Fiesta Parade and Truth. Montel Welding Machine Shop. If it can be fixed, we does it. Oh, okay. Whoa. So the dudes that were in cigarette boxes were a welding and machine shop. And it's called their We Does It Does is the name. We Does It is their slogan. Why did they have guys in naked boxes? Were they tools and toolboxes? If it can be fixed, we does it. What a, what a slogan. Um, D-U-Z is how we're spelling that. So that was the float with the people that I thought were cigarette boxes. I wonder if that business is still afloat. What the hell is that? A porta potty? A little outhouse on a float? And then a tiny house behind it? What's this fucking float? Okay, hold on. Does does everything. So does the pilot club. Is does just like a word in this town? Is anyone here from New Mexico? What is why is everything have D U Z on it? Everything has does. We does it. Does, does everything. We, this, this float says it does run. Was this a slogan from the show or the town? It does run. And that's just a random car. Everything has the word does on it. D-U-Z. It's laundry detergent, says Jonathan. Truth or consequences, bust shoes will get us there. No does on that. What the hell does that mean? All right, then we got a horse show. Truth or consequences does, D-U-Z, what comes up. Okay, so the whole entire show is sponsored by Does Soap. Tony Bishop in uh, Periscope got it, and I looked it up. So the whole show was sponsored by Does Soap. Is Does Soap still a thing? We does it is a great slogan. Okay. Oh, shit. Oh, no. I see some videos here, and I'm not going to be able to help myself. 
guess where your new wife got her new glasses? Honey, I'm trying to figure out how to afford chairs around here. Oh, come on, guess. Okay. You found pirate treasure in the pea patch. <laughs> nope. You blew the down payment on the new chairs. Mm-mm. Does? They come in does? Mm-hmm. They look like crystal. The classic teardrop, the new glass and heavy-duty does detergent does look and feel like fine crystal. I think maybe I'll just buy us a love seat. Well, there... Guess <laughs> where you knew... <laughs> There's one commercial for does. Um, moving on to the next commercial for does from 1953. This product gets your clothes <laughs> clean. We're still slow-mo. Hold on. <laughs> so does this one. Okay. But does does more than get your clothes clean. Does scrubs out the toughest dirt. But in addition to that, does leaves your clothes softer and smoother. And does is so kind to your hands. No detergent can do a wash like does. It's the soap in does that does it. Finer, richer soap than in any other leading wash day product. Now, Here's a t-shirt we washed in does. And believe me, it's clean. <laughs> Smells clean, too. And something else. Does has left this fabric softer to touch. Doesn't feel stiff, but soft and smooth. And does leaves your hands smooth, too. Honestly, no detergents can do a wash like does. It's the soap in does that does it. That is the most sedated commercial sales guy ever. Billy Mays. Puts that dude to shame. Billy Mays here. I've got does soap. This dude's like the nose detergent like does. Does does it. Does does it is a great. God, how many commercials? Does was huge. What happened to does? You know, I just discovered something. John, put down that paper and show the folks your nice clean shirt and overalls. Hmm? Watching Look the does how clean they are. And look how beautifully white my towels and linens are. Why, they're yeah. even whiter than new. Mm. Yet imagine uh, yeah. the same soap that got those work clothes so clean, no. my towels so beautifully you white, heard it does? actually oh. gives these pretty colors extra care. Commercials were fucking uh, boring back in the day. This lady's talking so slow. Um, does Soap Wiki. I need to know what happened to this company. It became Oxidol. What happened to Does Soap? They were a huge sponsor of Truth or Consequences, and they just went up, belly up. All right, historiesdumpster.blogspot has our, has our answer. Uh, no. Tragically, Does stopped including extras in their products, and by the late 1960s, Without the goodies, the brands died off. Okay. All right. That was um, Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, into a does soap. And that's all I have to say about that. Random baseball player of the day is Ed Romero. Ed Romero. Eddie Romero. Uh, Ed Romero made his debut in 1977. And hit pretty well. He had seven hits and 25 at-bats. He had two RBIs. He had four walks. He had a double. 
He was 19 years old. He got called up because of injuries uh, that happened on the roster. He was only supposed to be there for a week. And after after that stint as a 19-year-old in MLB in 1977, he said it was easier to hit in the majors than the minors. Down there, you don't know where the next pitch is going to be. Up here or down there, way wide or inside. But here, every pitch they throw is in the strike zone. You can hit better. Pete Rose said the same thing. He said the lighting's better, the pitchers throw more strikes. He said if you're a good hitter, it's easier to hit in the MLB than minors. I don't know. But uh, then he didn't get called back up for three years till 1980. Um, and then he was a pretty successful utility guy for a long time. He played 288 games at shortstop, 192 games at second base, third base, 33 games in the outfield, 13 at first base, and 14 as a designated hitter. His son, Eddie, is an executive with the Red Sox right now, and I think he was interim GM or something like that. Uh, his best season his best season was in, uh, 1983, but he only played 59 games. But all his stats were good. Uh, 116 games in 1984. Probably because he did so good in 1983 and only 60 games that they were like, let's give this let's double his games. And then, bam. Morning, Boomerang Jimmy. Is that my new nickname? Boomerang Jimmy? What's that mean? Because I lived in Australia? I could never properly throw a boomerang. Tried my darndest, though. Had a whole collection when I lived in Australia. Boomerang Jimmy. Cool, I'll take it. Sounds sounds cool. Uh, this dude couldn't hit. Ed, Ed Romero couldn't hit. Probably a good fielder. Played a lot of different positions. 12-year career. That's pretty cool. Let's see how he did against uh, versus pitcher. Let's see what pitcher Ed Romero hit the best off of. I wonder if he's like a Miguel Cairo type where he just got great numbers off someone. The most hits off any single pitcher was Ron Guidry. What a dude to have the most hits off of. Good for you. Eddie Romero, we're all happy for you. Everyone's proud. You got 11 hits off of Guidry and 34 plate appearances. That's a 355 batting average. The two walks bring it up to a 394 on base percentage. I didn't expect uh, a really good pitcher to be the guy he got the most hits off of. So he was just a Guidry killer. Let's see the. Let's see the. Game log. In 1977, ground out, double, strikeout. Then, single in 1982 in one game. Then the next game, a double. So, he, in his first three games against Gidry, he at least got one hit. 83, he got one at bat, flied out. 84, first game, single. Second game, single. Two singles. Third game, Two singles. Dude crushed Gidry. I wonder if Gidry has anyone else with this good of numbers off of him. 394 on base percentage and 31 at-bats. Let's see. Who got the best of Ron Gidry? Ron Gidry. At-bats more than 30. Let's do that. More than 30 on base percentage. Ooh, Cal Ripken crushed Gidry. Don't even think of those two as playing in the same time. 
Cal Ripken was 12 for 31 off Guidry. Ed Romero is pretty down on the list, but he's on there. Top 15, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Crushed it. George Brett, 16th off Guidry. Bob Baylor, Pat Tabler, Brett Butler. Cal Ripken and Guidry, when, I really don't think of them as the same era. 1982, I guess, yeah, because Guidry late 70s, early 80s. Oh, shit. Guidry pitched all the way until 1988. I don't know, nothing. Just a bag of dumb. I guess Cal played for so long that he connects like Gidry and Jeter, and in my Yankee brain, those are like way different errors. Good for you, Cal. Beat up Gidry. So did our dude Eddie Romero. And I think that's uh, kind of all I got on Eddie. I knew that I was going to spend a lot of time on Truth or Consequences because that was a cool-ass town name. So, And that's all I have to say about that. All right, everyone's favorite part of the show where Jimmy talks about a book. Uh, we're doing Bukowski today because on Mondays I don't like planning a lot. I just like grabbing a book full of poems, and then we, you guys pick the page number, and then we read it. So I have it right here. We've done this one a lot or a handful of times. I say this for any repeat listener. You hear me say this every time, but there's someone listening for the first time that is blown away. That's about to read a poem. What the fuck? I didn't tune in for this. DZT says, uh, how's it going, Jimmy? Good. Pinstripe strong today. Go check it out. 23 is the first by Detroit Dabber. 23, 23, page 23. I'll do it up. Oh, it's the middle. It's the middle of a really long one. Uh, page 69 by Jonathan. One, two, three. Middle of a really long one. Page 37 by Vincent. Skinnamadinkadinkadink. The young man on the bus stop bench. He sits all day at the bus stop at Sunset and Western. His sleeping bag beside him. He's dirty. Nobody bothers him. People leave him alone. The police leave him alone. He could be the second coming of Christ, but I doubt it. The soles of his shoes are completely gone. He just laces the tops on and sits and watches traffic. There's a there's a kid by my building in Harlem. I don't I say kid. I don't know. He's dead. Always there. Uh, very, like, sad, but you try to say hi or, or talk to him and very despondent, almost like not human. It's very odd. I saw the police do a wellness check on him once, and that made me feel good. But kind of the same thing that Buke's talking about here. Just nobody bothers him. People leave him alone. He just sits there and watches traffic. Um, like uh, my dog Mac will go up and say hi. And sometimes I let him because I'm like, maybe this dude wants to say hi to people. But then he just straight up like, maybe maybe he's blind. That could be an answer to it. It's very odd. I remember my own youthful days. They were similar. Park benches, street corners, tar paper shacks in Georgia for one twenty-five a week. Not wanting the Skid Row Church handouts. Too crazy to apply for relief. Daytime spent laying in public parks. Bugs in the grass biting, looking into the sky. Little insects whirling above my head. The breathing of white air just breathing and waiting. Life becomes difficult being ignored and ignoring. Everything turns into white air. The head fills with white air. And as invisible women sit in rooms with successful bright-eyed young men conversing brilliantly about everything, 
Your sex drive vanishes, and it really doesn't matter. You don't want food. You don't want shelter. You don't want anything. Sometimes you die. Sometimes you don't. I think Buke's talking about depression, but maybe he doesn't realize he's talking about depression back in the 70s or wherever he wrote this. As I drive past a young man on the bus stop bench, I am comfortable in my automobile. I have money in two different banks. I own my own home, but he reminds me of my young self, and I want to help him, but I don't know what to do. Today, when I drove past again, he was gone. I suppose finally the world wasn't pleased with him being there. The bench still sits there in the corner advertising something. I think that's depression. You don't want food. You don't want shelter. You don't want anything. Sometimes you die. Sometimes you don't. Yeah, I think that's uh, Bukowski talking about being young and depressed and not understanding what the world is supposed to offer you or you offer it, which is uh, probably a familiar feeling for young people before you find out whatever you want to do. Did remind me of that kid in my neighborhood. Maybe not a kid. Um, you have a stoop kid. He's not a kid though. And it's not a stoop kid, but like if I walk Mac at five in the morning or if I walk Mac at 10 at night, he's just sitting on the same bench staring ahead. Pretty sad. Does so bad. <laughs> the does so bad was wild. Uh, Serena Marie says she loves Bukowski. I like him. I got the town fiesta song stuck in my head. Should I play the fiesta song as the outro or should I play the song that we were doing? Do I have the fiesta song? Ooh, I don't think I have it up anymore. Let me see if I can just hit back enough to find it. Nope. We're just going on old does laundry soap ads. Um, all right. Oh, I got the fiesta song. We'll play the Fiesta song as the outro. It's just a too good of a song not to. Has he said hi to Mac? No, he doesn't say hi to Mac. He doesn't say hi to anyone. Um, he doesn't acknowledge anyone's existence. It's, it's odd. Uh, ever heard Richard Brautigan? No, I haven't. I have not. Uh, Duke update. Dukes is getting big. It's crazy. I keep telling him, like, you only know us for two months, man. Why you trust us so much? But he really likes us, which is, you know, a bit scary. You only, it's two months, you know. Should still have your guard up a little, Dukes, but he loves us, so that's great. It's good news. He's getting big. He's getting big. He wakes us up in the morning. Um, we're getting sick of living in a fourth-story apartment with a dog. That's kind of been a stupid challenge. You got to take him out all the time, and I'm tired. She's tired. Be so much nicer to have a backyard and be like, open it up. He has a zoomies and run around that there. So that's that's uh that's uh, a thought in our brain. Maybe uh the city ain't ain't maybe we ain't long for the city. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Our lease is up soon or whatever. Cool. That's the show, guys. Tune in uh, to Wake and Jake on the main channel. I'll be back tomorrow. We're gonna be talking about more towns, more baseball players, more books. It'll be August 11th, Then we'll do the morning show. Today, today, the town, the random town of the day today, sometimes the town gives us nothing, and the baseball player gives us a lot. Ed Romero didn't give us much, but the town, that's a good, that's a good thing. You need a full documentary on this town, Truth or Consequences. The only thing I didn't do is I wanted to find footage of a fiesta, a recent fiesta, com to compare it to the old fiesta, but I didn't get to do that, so whatever. But here is the... Uh, 
a song. I'll play it as the outro. See you guys. See you tomorrow. New Mexico. She was drinking a bottle of beer at the popcorn bar. <laughs> New Mexico was the wildest critter I'd met in the West so far. She stole my heart way down in old New Mexico with her chili and beans and dressed in her cowboy gear. I asked her hand to marry in a week or so, and she gave me a little kiss. Then I shed a tear 